96.7 FM WTOB. And you're listening to the Wealth Guardians radio show with Doug Ray. And we're helping you to retire the job, but keep that paycheck. And with me this morning is Bryce Payne. And today we're going to answer some of the questions that you've sent in to us. The mailbag is open. Good morning, Bryce. How you doing? The listener mailbag, one of my favorite segments each month. Good morning, Doug. We've got some good questions. Yeah, they always do. Our yeah. listeners, we have got good listeners out there. So thank you for that. I'm doing good, Doug. How are you? Well, I can't complain. It's uh, you know, a new month, new year. So. Same miserable weather. <laughs> yes, it's been rainy, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been rainy. You know, Garrett uh, commented that on last week's show. He said, "I'm tired of this rain," and uh, well. He's probably real tired of it now. Well, I saw on the uh, local weather that uh, we're definitely like a inch and a half above normal for the month. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, California is about an inch and a half above for five years at this point. Yeah. Boy, power to them weathering through all that, so to speak. Doug, let's take just a second and uh, talk football. Yeah, we're about the end of the season, aren't we? We're about it's been merciless, merciless season. Uh, so we've got uh, we've got Bengals and Chiefs, and we've got uh, San Fran and the Eagles. Who do you like for the games? Oh golly, I really don't have a dog in either hunt. Um, I guess uh, guess I'm gonna take the Chiefs, and I'll take uh, Philadelphia's been awfully good this year, but 49ers have CMC, so I'm kind of partial to that. Well, you said you don't have a dog in, in, in the hunt. I, I This season, I feel like the Broncos were the hunted. I mean, they just were uh, embarrassing. So I, I'm with you exactly, though, on your picks. I'm, I'm thinking the Chiefs and uh, San Francisco. Yeah, we'll see what happens see in the Super Bowl. It should be two good games, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking the Chiefs quarterback, and I'm liking the Bengals quarterback. They're the future of uh, – we're going to be seeing them for the next 10, 15 years, yeah. I think, for yeah. a long time. So I think you're right. Hope to see some good, uh, some good showdowns there. All right, Doug, let's do a quick uh, Wealth Guardian service salute to our uh, men and women in uniform out there. As we do every week, we want to take a moment and recognize everybody who puts on the uniform for the good old Stars and Stripes. We know it's not often an easy job, and you're uh, not thanked enough, and we just want to take a moment and thank you. Doug, thank you for your service uh, in the Navy, and Garrett uh, is not in the studio this morning, but uh, Garrett served as well, and of course, if you've got a loved one out there, please tell them that we said uh, thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts. So here's our uh, Wealth Guardian service salute to you all out there. Amen. Amen to that. All right, Doug, uh, let's open up that listener mailbag. And the first letter that we have here is coming from Jacqueline, and Jacqueline is in Winston-Salem. She says, Doug and Bryce and Garrett, I'm about to sell a farm that I inherited, which will bring me quite a large sum of money. Should I use this money to pay off my house or just invest the money and use investment income to pay my mortgage for me? Ooh, good question. Jacqueline, very common question, actually, it and is. it is a hugely important question because if you get this one wrong, it could mean the difference of tens of thousands of dollars in your nest egg, say, 15, 20 years down the road. Yeah, it could. And uh, first off, congratulations on the sale. You know, it's always great to go. Uh, and, and we don't know how close to retirement you are. You didn't tell us that. That'd be a good piece of information to know. But it's always great to go into retirement with a, uh, a debt-free uh, situation, especially with a mortgage paid off. Really difficult, I think, Bryce, to answer her question just here on the radio with what little information she gave us. There is, I think, a pro and a con for all of, all of that. I mean, she could literally uh, invest the money and pay the mortgage off, especially if she refinanced in the last couple of years with 
say some mortgage in the three percent range or, or so, two percent range, or, right, yeah, or lower. So yeah, I mean, obviously you could put a fine pencil to that and and, and come up with it. I guess a lot of it's going to basically feel or your direction should go how you really feel about things. Do you really want a mortgage-free home? Or are you really willing to take a bit of a gamble uh, and invest the money in hopes of making uh, you know, a, a bigger return in the future? How long the timeline, as Doug referenced, the, the, the timeline of uh, how long until you're using this money, if it wasn't used for the mortgage, is going to play into that. As Doug said, the interest rate that you're paying, can, the simple math could be, and it's not, the only thing you want to consider, but the simple math is what's the interest rate you're paying? And what, what do you think your expected return could be if you invested the money? If that interest rate is only 3%, but you feel that you could get 6% as an average annual return, then numbers wise, it probably wouldn't make sense. But if you're listening to Dave Ramsey, there's a certain non-quantifiable benefit of being completely debt free sure that is. doesn't doesn't reflect in the numbers. And if you just want to have that monkey off your back, doesn't matter if it's going to mean that you've got $10,000 or $20,000 less in your nest egg, say 15 years from now, you just want that monkey off your back. So uh, we can help you understand what the numbers are. And then you can make the decision from there, Jacqueline, but it is a very common question. Don't forget that the uh, interest that you're paying on that uh, on that mortgage is probably uh, a tax deduction for you. So that's something else to weigh in the factoring there as well. And it's likely the most only tax deduction she has. Very likely, because so. everyone else takes a standard deduction. Yep. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Gray and Bryce Payne. And this weekend morning, we are dipping into the mailbag, both segments. And we just took a question from Jacqueline and Winston-Salem. We're going to move on now to Richard in Summerfield. And Richard says, Doug, just Doug, not Bryce, not Garrett. Doug, (laughs) should I be doing anything besides 529 plans to save for my kids for college? Or is that the best option? Well, it's certainly an option. And it's probably from a tax efficient standpoint, one of your better choices. Obviously, from the sounds of your question, you've already started a 529. You know, you've got plenty of room to, uh, add uh, contributions to it. What you didn't tell us was uh, how long before the kids are going to need it. That's right. Uh, You know, if they're babies, then you've got plenty of time to get that 529 growing. Uh, On the other hand, if they're not, then maybe you do want to have some backup resources. So, you know, again, a lot to know there, but uh, I'm, I'm liking the 529 plan. I've got one for my grandkids. You've got one. I had one for Aspen as well. They are a great way to save for your grandkids or your kids. Um, it can be pa- 529 plan can be passed on. If your kids didn't use it, maybe they got full scholarships. Exactly. And not. It can be passed right on to the grandkids or somebody else in the family. One thing that I want to just remind everybody out there, if they're thinking, you know, I, I, the, my first obligation, my first number one goal is to help my grandkids uh, with college. Yes, that's a great goal, but don't do that at the detriment of your own retirement. It's more exactly. impo- it's more important that you save for your own retirement if you've got that already taken care of adequately because you've sat down with a financial planner and you still have excess funds that you want to put somewhere and the grandkids come in as a second or the kids, that that's great. But uh, I've heard it said from for years now that your kids would rather and your grandkids would rather fund their own education than rather help you in retirement. So make sure you've got your own retirement, Richard, taken care of and then yes, a five 
529 plan would be one of the uh, smartest and traditional ways to go for uh, helping kids and grandkids save for their college. If you don't have a retirement plan out there, Richard, and everybody else listening out there, I would highly encourage you to uh, sit down with a financial planner. Make sure you're finding one that's a fiduciary and one that would be a, a retirement specialist. And we here at the Wealth Guardians happen to be all of that. Uh, Doug and I are certified uh, with the uh, Social National Social Security Association. We have our retirement income certified uh, professional certif- uh, certifications, and um, we have our licenses. Uh, we are qualified to do this. There's no cost or obligation to sit down with us, but you do have to reach out to us and give us a call, 336 336- 391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. We'd love to sit down with you and see how we can help you not just plan for your retirement, but plan for your kids' education and other uh, goals that you might have in the in the world of finances. Let's move on now to our last question for this segment. And we've got Lillian in advance, Doug. And Lillian says, Bryce and Doug and Garrett, I'm considering working with a new financial advisor, but only with half of my money. I want to keep the other half with a different advisor. Since you're a neutral third party without a vested interest, I'm hoping you can confirm that this is a good idea since I'd be able to get advice from multiple people. Doug, what are your thoughts on that? I know I've got my opinion, but I'll well, let you go. Yeah, um, Lillian, I, uh, I see where you're coming from with that question. I, I'll, I'll just give you my experience. I've been in the business since 1988, what's that, 35 years now? (laughs) (laughs) I am totally opposed to that idea, and I'll tell you why. That very thing has happened to me over the course of my career, and what I have found is you're going to get conflicting advice, especially if you've got two or three advisors in the mix. Not all of us are cut from the same cloth, And it's only going to just confuse you going forward. What I would recommend you do is you interview several and go with the one that you have the best feeling about, which should include their experience, their education level, the amount of time they've been in the business, the number of clients they have, and what their specialty is. You know, if you want retirement planning, you need to see a retirement planning specialist. If you want something like a growth-oriented portfolio, then you need to somebody who specializes in growth assets. What do you think, Bryce? Uh, I would agree with you. I figured that was the way you were going to go. I would just liken it to you really want to have a good dinner, so you're going to have two, uh, two different chefs cook the dinner. No. Find a chef that you really like and have them cook the dinner. Too many cooks in the kitchen kind of analogy there. I like that analogy. Thank you. You just want to make sure that you're finding the right advisor for you and then that or financial planner. And then, then let that financial planner be in control of all ass, of all of the uh, different um, points of your portfolio. And, and it really comes down to that. You, you have one hand doesn't know what the other hand's often doing if you've got two different advisors. And you'd have twice as many annual reviews and that kind of thing. And I, I, I agree with Doug's take on that, Lillian. The key is just find somebody that you're comfortable with and then let them be that single advisor. All right, Doug uh, and, and Lillian, thank you for the question. That's going to cover it for the first segment. We do got to get to our trivia questions. So, uh, Doug, you ready for this? Let's do it. It's time for the Wealth Guardian's trivia question of the week. Doug, on January 27th, 1756, Mozart was born. 
He's my third personal favorite classical composer after Vivaldi and Verdi, but he's widely considered the greatest composer of all time. The answer is simple. What is Mozart's full name? Oh, boy. Okay. All right. (laughs) Stick around for the answer to that trivia question on the other side of this short break. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Doug Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB. 96.7 FM, WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along with Doug Ray. And in this second segment, we're dipping back into the listener mailbag to see uh, what questions you have for us over the last month. Now, before we get to the trivia question, I've got two questions for you. Are you looking forward to your retirement? All right. Do you want to make sure that you're making the best financial decisions for your retirement? Okay, well, I'm hoping you answered yes to those questions. And if you did, then I've got great news for you. We here at the Wealth Guardians offer a no cost, no obligation, second opinion slash review of your retirement plan. That includes a deep analysis of your assets, investment portfolio, insurance policies, income needs, risk tolerance, risk exposure, tax mitigation strategies, legacy goals, and the fees that you are currently paying. Our goal is simple. We want to help you lower your fees and align your risk and improve your overall retirement picture so you can retire the job and keep the paycheck. But the ball is in somebody's court and it's in your court. You've got to give us a call and our number is 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com to set up your financial plan review with Doug Garrett and myself today. Remember, the markets aren't going to wait for you. And now let's get to that trivia question. Doug, you ready? I'm ready. On January 27th, 1956, 1756, sorry. On January 27th, 1756, Mozart was born. He's my personal third favorite classical composer after Vivaldi and Verdi, but he's widely considered the greatest composer of all time. My question to you is very simple, like it is a lot of weeks. What is Mozart's full name? Well, I wish you'd ask me what Beethoven's full name was. (laughs) You know, I don't know that one. Ludwig von. Oh, yeah, I did know that. Okay. (laughs) I have no idea what Mozart's full name is. Did you ever see the movie about him? Yeah, but I don't remember. What was the name of the movie? Oh, uh, uh, you stumped me. (laughs) His full name is Wolfgang or Wolfgang Amadeus. Wolfgang Amadeus. Amadeus Mozart. Yes. And uh, so happy birthday to you, Mozart. He is the youngest and last of seven children. He composed his first piece at age five, his first symphony at age eight, and he sat on the court orchestra at 15, if you can believe that or not. The court orchestra, that's like the best of the best for the king. So it is Mozart's birthday this weekend, and uh, we wish him the best and keep composing for us, sir. Thank you very much for all the wonderful music that you gave us over the years. I love it. And they say he's the best one for kids to stimulate in infants' brains, oh, it's really? Mozart that you you're supposed that. to uh, play for your kids while they're going to bed. Mozart's been a favorite of mine, too. Clearly, my mom did not play Mozart for me while I was growing up. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get back into the mailbag here. And, uh, Doug, we uh, took care of Jacqueline and Richard and Lillian's questions in the first segment. We're moving on now to Sally and Mount Airy. 
And Sally says, Doug and Bryce, I'm retiring next month, and it occurs to me that I don't really know where my income is going to come from. I'll have Social Security, but that won't be enough to live on. Should I just start withdrawing from my 401k next month when the paychecks stop? <laughs> Sally, that is the grand question of, it is. of retirement planning right there is what should I, should I just start, should I just file for social security and start withdrawing from my 401k and, as soon as I retire? It's, it's a prime example of why one of our slogans is retire the job and keep the paycheck. And keep the paycheck. But it's, Sally, it's not uncommon. I mean, we see this all the time. People come in and say, hey, just like you, I'm going to retire, or I retired, and you know, how do I recreate that paycheck, or how do I attach my investment accounts? You simply don't know. It's just not your field of expertise. But uh, yeah, a month from now, I wish you to come and saw us about six months ago. <laughs> yeah, or a couple of years ago to make sure right. that your risk tolerance, what your risk was, exactly. was in line. But I'm going to repeat part of Sally's question here, Doug. I'm retiring next month. Okay, so we're going to pause and say congratulations, Sally. I'm, I'm very happy for you. Doug's happy for you. And it occurs to me that I don't really know where my income is going to come from. Well, I'm going to stop right there. If you don't know where your income is going to come from, I want to question, are you sure that you can retire? Good question. So that's, I want to make sure that we do that before we actually retire. And, and maybe you already know that, but you didn't let us know that. But I would think that if you don't know where your income is going to come from, I'm not sure that we know that we can successfully retire, or at least what retirement is going to look like for you. You say, I'll have Social Security. That's great. You've already figured that out. Um, but that won't be enough to live on. Okay, so we've got to make sure that we've got enough assets in our 401k or whatever our, the rest of our portfolio looks like that that's going to cover things. And ideally, Sally, you want to take out from a mixture of your accounts. I know there's kind of a common... Um, conventional wisdom out there that you take from your 401ks and your IRAs first, and then you dip into your non-qualified accounts, mm -hmm. and then you dip into your Roths if you have all three of those. But it's not really quite that simple. There's something called tax brackets out there, Sally, and you want to make sure that you are not, if you take all of your money out of your 401k every year, that's all considered taxable income. Yep. And it, that might be taking you up from the 12% tax bracket into the 22% tax bracket accidentally. You want to know that. And so if you've got some Roth monies out there, well, then no, you might want to take a certain amount out of your 401k slash IRAs up to what you can to stay in that 12% tax bracket or the 22% tax bracket before and then move into your Roth monies if you have them so that you're not kicking yourself up into that 22 or 24% tax bracket. And it's a little bit more complicated than that. But Sally, in your case, I would highly encourage you to find a financial planner, a retirement specialist who's a fiduciary that you, you have that connection with who's going to help you unpack that really, really loaded question that you've got for us. We'd love to be that financial planner. We would love to be that retirement specialist. And you can, you can reach out to us at 336-391-3409 or visit us at thewealthguardians.com. And I'll, I want to say to everybody else out there, if Sally's question sounded like it got to the bare bones of what your question is in retirement, hey, I'm retiring in a, at a certain time and all I'm going to have is Social Security, which isn't enough. Do I just take from my 401k? That's the granddaddy of all questions right there when it comes to financial planning, retirement planning. Doug? Right, Bryce, let me add this. Sally, what I'm going to suggest is you find a retirement planning specialist immediately. 
You're only a month away from retirement. This should have been done months and months ago. Like Bryce said earlier, probably a couple years ago. So whoever that may be, get thyself to them immediately. <laughs> it's a great question, Sally. Thank you for that. And if you need any help finding somebody, I suggest that you could find it right here at, uh, at our doorstep at the Wealth Guardians. Thank you for that. And good luck and, and best to you in retirement as well. Let's move on, Doug, to uh, uh, Martha in Danville. And Martha says, Doug, Bryce, and Garrett. I turned 72 at the beginning of the year, so I'll just have to start taking money out of my IRA this year, even though I don't really need to. Can I just take it out and reinvest it right back into something else? It's a great question, Martha. And when you say, I turned 72 at the beginning of the year, I'm presuming that you meant at the beginning of this year. I would presume that. 2023. A couple weeks ago. And maybe so, she was a January 1st baby. Might have been. Well, <laughs> yeah, January 1st baby. That, that gets complicated with Social Security yeah. right there. But uh, Martha, you just turned 72. Happy birthday at the beginning of the year. So somewhere in January, you, you, you turn that magical age. But this might have slipped under the radar for you, Martha. 72 is no longer that magical year. You might not have known that, but the IRS changed it to 73. Yeah, if you're, if you're turning 72 in 23... Now your retire, required beginning date is your 73rd birthday. That's right. So you might have been used to, all of you out there listening, thought, oh, no, I thought I had to take when I was 72. You know, it was a 70 and a half a few years ago, and then they moved it up to 72. Well, they just moved it to 73. So there's good news for you, Sal. Uh, Martha, you said that you, uh, you don't have to take the money out, so don't. But let's fast forward and let's say that it's, you're turning 73 this year or fast forwarding to next year when it's 2024. You don't really need to. And your question is, can I just take it out and reinvest it right back into something else? Well, the answer is yes, you can. You cannot put that money into a Roth unless you still have earned income. That can't count as part of your conversion money. And we will talk more about that on our uh, video vault series. I'm talking about IRAs and um and Roths and the difference between them, but I don't want to detract us from, from your question. Can you just take it out and reinvest it right back into something else? Yes. Whatever that RMD amount is that you have to take out, you got to pay the taxes on it. You don't need the money. Let's get it reinvested back into something that makes sense for whatever the, uh, the time horizon is for when you will need that money and uh, what your risk tolerance is. Exactly. Good question. All right. We've got time for one more here, Doug, and we're going to move to uh, Thomas in Burlington says, Doug, I was recently diagnosed with an incurable disease, so I'm retiring at 53 to spend as much time as possible with my wife and college-age son because I just don't know how much time I may have left. I have some life insurance, but what else do I need to think about to make sure my family is in good shape financially after I'm gone? Wow. Tough question, Thomas. I'm so sorry to hear this news. And I'm sorry that we got to pack this in at the uh, last minute on the on the show here, Thomas. But yeah. um, I would say you want to you want to sit down just like we encouraged um, Sally. You want to sit down with a financial planner and make sure that you've got all your ducks in and, a row, and, and maybe even a state attorney. Uh, we don't know anything about you right now. I don't know how big your estate is, what you have, how much life insurance. But There's a lot to unpack here before you we can make start sure you've you got all your beneficiary statements the way you want them. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of paperwork ahead of you. And, uh, Thomas, we certainly wish the best for you and your family. Your question is, what else do I need to think about? 
a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, let, let's let's sit down with you as soon as we can. And you know our numbers, 336-391-391. Three four zero nine. That's three three six three nine one three four zero nine. We'd love to sit down with you and see how we can help you uh, plan for you and your family's future there. Well, thank you to all of you for the questions. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have this week. Doug, thank you for sitting down with us here in the studio again, and we hope to see you back here next week. If you want to hear the show, uh, watch us. Uh, you know these shows are recorded and put up on YouTube. So if you want to not just listen to us, but you want to watch us as well for some reason. Go to our YouTube channel, thewealthguardians.com. Well, it's the, the Wealth Guardians channel on YouTube. We hope the rest of your weekend is everything you want it to be. This is Bryce Payne along with Doug Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB.